Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show of Disney Co. In the Know podcast, Harry Potter edition. I am Bruce Beal, and I'll be the host tonight. Uh, I am owner of 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, and tonight I am joined by Di uh, Disney Co. In the Know contributors, Hannah. Hey, y'all. And Jake. Hello. And Elizabeth. Hello. And first time on the podcast, Disney Know In the Know, uh, Disney Co. In the Know contributor, Stephen. Glad to be here. Stephen, welcome to the show. So before we begin uh, tonight, chapter three, the letters from no one. Um, this show is brought to you by 407 and Beyond Vacation Company, Disney and Universal experts that help plan and book your perfect family vacation. So all you have to do is show up, have fun, and create family memories. Visit us at www.407vacations.com. And check out our weekly podcast, Disney Co. in the Know, where we discuss the week's Disney and Universal news and have fun discussions about topics such as top attractions, our favorite restaurants, and more. To watch, check us out on YouTube at Disney Co. in the Know and follow and like our page on Facebook at 407 and Beyond Vacation Company and join in on the discussion on our Facebook group, Disney Co. in the Know. All right, everyone, tonight, like I said, we are talking about chapter three, the letters from no one, and uh, we're going to go ahead and just get started. So, uh, Elizabeth, just get us started in the chapter. Okay. Okay, so we just left left off on chapter two, and Harry had just gotten into a lot of trouble because Dudley had fallen through the glass at the zoo, and so we are coming upon Harry's summer vacation. Um, right off the bat, we're finding out that um, Dudley's gang is coming up to Harry. They're calling it Harry hunting. Um, they're coming after him, so we know that he's getting bullied, not only by his aunt and uncle, but also um, on the playground. Hannah? Quick thing. So- mm -hmm. They say, right, that he got stuck in his cupboard under the stairs until summer holiday. So did yeah. he not go to school? Like, did they just... I, I assume I, I feel... grounded or something. Okay, because yeah. just, I don't know, the way that I, when I was reading it, he was like, you know, by the time he was allowed out of the cupboard, and I'm like, did they yeah. seriously just shut him under the stairs for, like, weeks? I bet he was just, like, grounded, like... I was, you know, when I was 10 years old, <laughs> like that. <laughs> when you made glasses, people followed. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, we, we can't put anything past the herbs. It's, it's very possible. I know, I yeah. Know. Very possible. There for weeks very possible. <laughs> because it's not like they could really ground him from that much. Like, they, mm -hmm. because of how very they true. treat him. So I just, I read that and I was like, we're just, just starting out with, Already. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, okay. So we also find out at this moment that Dudley's been accepted at the school that his father went to, which is Smeldings. Um, and so he's going and he's getting his like stick that he's going to be walking around with and um, all. Yeah. Like, does anyone know what the smelting stick is used for? Uh, mm -hmm. It's used for hitting other students when hitting the people aren't watching. Yes. Mm -hmm. Preparing them for yeah. adults. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Exactly. It happens a lot in adulthood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I use my stick quite frequently. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite um, quotes from this chapter is um, Aunt Petunia's washing Harry's school uniform for public school. And um, he goes, you know, what is that? And she goes, it's your new school uniform. And he looked in the bowl again. He goes, I didn't realize it had to be so wet. That was, <laughs> yeah. that, that was my favorite quote, I think, of the book so far. Um, yeah. That I think so hilarious. 
I think yeah. mine is uh, just before that when Dudley is like, oh, you want to go upstairs and practice? They stuff people's heads down the toilet. And Harry goes, no, thanks. The poor toilet's never had anything as horrible as your head down it. <laughs> yeah. One of the We're like about- starting to see like Harry's like personality of yes. like kind of sarcastic, funny, um, little, you know, 10, 10 year old. And so I feel like just this quote onwards, he has so many great sassy moments in the book Mm -hmm. that don't get translated to the screen and I find it really disappointing because to see you know 10 year old Harry say that to Dudley in the movies and then scurry off like Mm -hmm. I would have enjoyed that do you think they tried and it just didn't come off or do you think they just didn't write it in the movie at all I think that's what they just kind of said Ron was going to be kind of like the person who does that more which we know from reading all the books that Mm -hmm. it's kind of more Harry but yeah or maybe just fall onto the twins to have that break of humor more than Harry. I don't know. No. Yeah, um, I did want to bring up oh. another point, though. Um, when Ampetunia takes Dudley to London to get his uniform, Harry has to stay with Mrs. Fig again. And we had mentioned um, previously about Mrs. Fig in, obviously, Chapter 2. And it did state um, she had broken her leg while tripping over one of her cats. Um, so I thought that was an interesting point um, being made there. Um, just like another little Mrs. Big moment. Um, she uh, she recovered in the, the month that passed from the zoo until mm-hmm. uh, the uniform. So exactly. that's good. Mrs. Big has recovered. Um, exactly. Jake, uh, before we move on, Jake, did you have anything on the uh, on score? It looked like you were chiming in, but I had muted myself. Yeah, I was, I was just going to bring up when we were talking about, you know, Harry's sense of humor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like one of the criticisms that's leveled at the series a lot is uh, that Harry doesn't have a whole lot of uh, defining character traits, that he's kind of uh, just a generic main character. Uh, but I feel like this is one of the things that gets overlooked a lot with him as, like, as far as his personality goes, he's kind of, you know, snarky and sassy and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and maybe that's something that people don't realize because, like we said, it, it gets lost a little bit in the movies. Uh, but that's something I always like to bring up to address that criticism uh, when people say, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot of uh, character traits, uh, individual things that stand out about him. Yeah. And you like, feel like there are so many moments in the book where he has those like snarky comments, like, you know, mm-hmm. um, when he's talking, is it to Snape, like in one of the later books and he goes, Oh, there's no need to call me, sir, professor. When like, mm-hmm. who's trying and just like yeah. little quotes and stuff like that that I feel like they happen throughout all of the books, but I feel like they kind of get pulled out of the movies and so we'll keep a running tally. They're probably less likable qualities on screen though. To mm-hmm. see your your mm-hmm. hero being snarky with the people that are supposed to be bad. So mm-hmm. I probably want him to look a little more innocent. Yeah. yeah. That's that, true. That could be. Yeah. Um well, maybe so, we should keep a running tally of every uh, Harry's uh, snarky comments, and we'll just keep a tally and see how many there are. I think mm-hmm. I think we'll just say there's two so far. So, <laughs> all right, Elizabeth. Um, okay, so the boys are getting their uniforms, and Petunia's getting hers, um, or Harry's done um, by, like Bruce mentioned, um, she's basically boiling Dudley's old clothes um, and turning them gray, and they're sitting down for breakfast, and that's kind of when the chapter begins because this is when um, Uncle Vernon and ask Harry to go get the mail. And so Harry goes, he gets the mail, and he realizes out of the three parcels that showed up, 
Uh, one of them is addressed specifically to him. And when I say specific, I mean very specific because it said, Mr. H. Potter, the cupboard under the stairs for Privet Drive, little winging. I can't say that word, Surrey. Um, and so Harry, you know, kind of looks at it. He's in awe from it. And he's like, what? I've never received mail before, let alone like this specific, like they know exactly where I'm living. And he makes the mistake of walking back into the kitchen with the yeah. letter and opening it up. I'm like, things could have been a lot different if he would have just Went thrown upstairs. that into his <laughs> cupboard, you know, thrown it into his cupboard as he's walking by or, um, you know, waited a little bit. Um, and so he sits down at the table, he begins to open it. And that's when Uncle Vernon comes in and makes the point of like, what are you doing? And Dudley obviously has to get involved as well. And the, um, there's a lot, there's a lot of hustle and bustle around it. And Petunia is now coming over. And they're realizing that, oh my gosh, this is from this place that we shouldn't know about yet. Um, one yeah, Elizabeth. Make, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah. One point I wanted to make, though, that I found to be interesting um, when they're describing the school um, and a quote from here, it says, Harry saw, turning the envelope over in his hand, trembling, Harry saw a purple wax seal bearing the coat of arms, um, a lion, an eagle, a badger, and a snake surrounding a large letter H. And I found that to be interesting because isn't Ravenclaw a raven? No, it is an eagle. Not, okay. An eagle. I just wanted mm -hmm. to make sure. That's why I went to check. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact. Really? Fun fact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is, so. in fact, an eagle. I think everyone assumes because it's a bird that it's a raven, um, mm -hmm. but it is an eagle. And the name. Raven. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <And> the name. <laughs> um, I want to make a quick point, if that's okay. Yeah. So had he thrown the letter in his cupboard and not let them see it and opened it on his own time, I think that he probably would have assumed it was some sort of prank from Dudley because he knows nothing about his magical life. He knows nothing about Hogwarts or any sort of wizard school. He knows he's being sent off to this school that Dudley's not going to. I could see him thinking it's a prank, thinking Dudley's found some new way to torture him by sending him this letter, making him think someone's going to come and rescue him. Um, and because, yeah, he knows nothing about magic. He knows nothing about Dumbledore. And like we wait your owl, right. like he's gonna be like this is. I all think ridiculous. that's a good point. That's a yeah. great point. Maybe it's the fact that he can't read it that and kind the, of solidifies to him that oh, this is mail that like my aunt and uncle don't want me to have. There must be some yeah. validity to Important. whatever it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. good point. I never thought about that. Mm -hmm. I did want to say yeah. there are two points when you are a kid, and I'm speaking generally. When so when I was a kid, that. Um, that the story really like uh, there are those moments and, and to Elizabeth's point, this is where the chapter started. But to me, this is kind of where like the kids, a, a kid's dream of actually going to Hogwarts starts. Every kid dreams of getting their letter to Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. and, and for me, there's two moments. This is one of them. And the other one is when you first approach Hogwarts castle. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so, it, you know, for me reading this chapter, um, it's like, yeah, that, this is the moment when you try to put yourself in, in their shoes and you, you pretend that you're actually getting your letter to go to Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, the first time I read this book, I was 10. So I was like expecting the letter to show up after reading the book and being like, where's my letter at? <laughs> <laughs> Time to go to Hogwarts. Time to go to Hogwarts. Um, okay, but this also kind of starts setting up um, how 
uncle Vernon will kind of go off the deep end for the rest of the chapter, which is very <laughs> interesting to read um, and fun to read. Um, okay, so Dudley keeps complaining. He wants to see the letter. Uncle Vernon, this is really kind of the one time out of the entire series that Uncle Vernon raises his voice to Dudley and says, no, um, this is, you know, not your concern. Um, Harry's getting upset now. We're seeing Harry's like very upset, like, let me have the letter. It's not happening. Um, they start thinking that people are spying on them, um, Uncle Vernon and Petunia. So they're getting very paranoid at this point. So it's just kind of um, building up to this moment. moment. Um, okay, so then um, Mr. Dursley says, you know what, if they are spying on us, I want to make sure that you are comfortable. So he sends Harry upstairs with a single box because that's all of Harry's possessions have. Um, and he moves from the cupboard, the famous cupboard, um, in the first three chapters, um, upstairs to, um, Dudley's like extra, like the extra bedroom <laughs> that they have in the house. Yeah. The and, one, the one moment that Harry actually gets a little something in the Dursley's home is not mm -hmm. out of any sort of generosity. It's sure. No. Sure. Like, um, mm -hmm. fear, you know, protection and fear. Yeah. It's so weird. Protection of their own selves. Yeah. But yeah. And, yeah. I was going to say it also provides probably the best humor for the book is all of Dudley's spoiled moments. So mm -hmm. going into the second room and seeing the TV that he stepped on or the page, yeah. uh, you know, that he made a trade mm -hmm. or something along those lines or the computer game. you don't want to play twice. Like to me that over the top exaggeration of being spoiled is kind of what makes the chapter really funny. Yeah. And I think it goes, and I know we talked about this in the last two, but it just goes to JK Rowling and her ability to character build in a few sentences. And you just read that and you automatically just like know who this character Dudley is. Um, and you realize who this character Harry is too by just that. And so I think that's really set up well in the third chapter. Yeah. And then um, Dudley mm -hmm. goes on. Oh, sorry, Jake, go ahead. You can go ahead. I would say Dudley goes on to like throw this massive fit because yeah. he loses his, he needs that room. And the mm -hmm. room is just filled with all of his broken junk. You know, he probably only goes in there to chuck whenever something mm -hmm. is ruined or he's done with it. But he's mm -hmm. like, I need that room. Like he's throwing this huge fit about it. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so Jake, because he can't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, one of the things that I always forget about is, uh, it's mentioned right here is the Dursleys actually have four bedrooms. They have not only uh, the Vernon and Petunia's room uh, and Dudley's room and the toy room, but they have a guest room too. Mm -hmm. So they actually have not not just three bedrooms that they don't use on for Harry, but four. That always yeah. always yeah. that which just makes it even worse. Like <laughs> yeah, you're just like, intentionally going out of your way to find any excuse to use these rooms for uh, mm -hmm. something other than Harry at that point. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. That's true. Um, so after that huge um, fit that Dudley has, Harry's in his room, he kind of makes a comment that the only place that he really wishes he actually was at the moment was under the staircase and he isn't there. So, you know, it kind of like tugs at the heartstring, heartstrings there a little bit. Um, but the next morning they wake up and um, they are down at breakfast again and more letters start coming. And this time again, very specific, the letter comes in. And it reads, um, now the bedroom that he is in. Um, and Uncle Vernon, you just start to see him starting to unravel a little bit, getting very um, yeah. getting very anxious and getting very concerned. Um, so, at one, he like, oh, go ahead. 
Now, I just, I just wanted to ask you guys this. So knowing how Vernon and Petunia treat Harry, is there any satisfaction at all seeing Vernon become unraveled over this? Like, <laughs> I, like, do you get any satisfaction from that? Cause I was kind of like, mm-hmm. I kind of like seeing him panic um, given just the sheer terror that he's put Harry through. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like when he says, oh my gosh, what if they're spying on us? And he realizes that someone who could actually make me pay for what I've done knows what I've done. Mm -hmm. And so he moves into the bedroom because if they're spying on them, then he's in the bedroom now. And, you know, Mm -hmm. it is, it is satisfying to see him realize kind of, oh, I might, get the repercussions for what I've been done. Like, exactly. And it's fun because he's always running in circles. He's just kind of this like inept cartoon villain, right? Mm-hmm. So he's just sitting in his sofa couch or his seat thinking, oh, they won't send mail on Sundays, right? No post mm-hmm. on Sundays. We're getting all these right. random letters. Um, but, you know, he tells Petunia that they don't think like he does. So he's mm-hmm. going to keep trying to outsmart him and stay one step ahead. And it's just yeah. kind of fun to see him spin his wheels. Yeah. Yeah. Jake? Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. There's the moment. I think we haven't quite got to it in our little walk through here yet. Like, it's right around the corner. But he's, like, nailing up the door or something. And he goes, oh, yeah, they don't think like we do. Like, he's mm-hmm. some kind of, mm-hmm. like, he's the normal one and they're the weird ones or he- something. And it's just, it, it's so perfect, that little scene right mm-hmm. there. He, like, tries to nail in the nail with a piece of fruitcake or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like a cartoon villain. Yeah. That's so true. Um, All right, Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly where we're at. So um, Harry makes sure to set an alarm for the next morning because he wants to make sure that he is meeting that mailman to get the letter that he so desires. Um, so, But when he does, he accidentally trips over um, Uncle Vernon, who was trying to block the door from having any mail come in. And again, it's just a very funny scene. But it just, again, it's starting to build on the anxiety that Uncle Vernon is experiencing um, with this whole entire situation. Um, he's tearing the letters up in front of Harry's face. Um, he's staying at home now. He's not even going into work at this point. Um, and he's just getting very, very nervous for, um, for what's happening. One of Um, the things that gets mm -hmm. me with this part here is like, he's deciding to stay home. He's now boarding up all of the cracks and all of the doors. So no one can go out. So he's not going to work anymore. No one can go out to get food. Like they have eggs delivered, but yeah, like, this is not the current day. You can't have, you know, well, your quick list come drop off your groceries for you. <laughs> like, you know, Uber Eats isn't gonna drop off your dinner for the night. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm wondering like, what is what is his going thought for how they're gonna they don't I, think like he does. Yeah, he was just ahead yeah. of his time. This is the original quarantine right here. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was I was reading. I was like, this is quarantine right here. <laughs> I, I, to, to, to Hannah's question, though, I, I think Vernon is so panicked. You know, his logic is nonsensical. Um, I, I mean, obviously. And, uh, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't think long term and it was just kind of like, you know, how do I block them to today? And then mm-hmm. he, he just reapproached each day that way. 
Yeah, yeah, just make it to Sunday when there's no posts. Yeah, when there's no posts. Exactly, just make it to Sunday. Yeah, All so right. as the week continues, um, not only are they getting a single letter, now they're up to almost 24 letters in a day. Um, they're getting it at random times, so it's just getting even worse. And then Sunday shows up, like we've been mentioning, <clears throat> excuse me, and Uncle Vernon, um, we all know that famous scene in the movie where he's like, hair is like crazy and he is super pumped because there's no post. And literally right when he says that, a post comes right through the um, chimney. And again, very famous scene in the Harry Potter movies where the letters are just spewing into the living room and Harry's just trying to catch one and Uncle Vernon's coming after him. And they did very similar um, from the book to the movie. Um, and like, this was actually, oh, go ahead, Hannah. Yeah, I, I feel like that's such an iconic scene. Yeah, it really this, is. Is the letters flying out of the fireplace and going all around. And there's definitely more than 40 in the movie. Uh, yeah. But when I was a freshman um, in college, our dorm had a theme and our theme that year was Harry Potter. And so mm -hmm. I moved into my dorm room and I walk in the lobby and they had used fishing line to hang letters from the ceiling and had them coming up out of the fireplace and like That's flying amazing. around the dorm lobby. And it was at that moment that I was like, all right, like, <laughs> so, I'm in the right place. so Hannah, um, I do want to say that at Warner Brothers studio tour, you do get to walk into the, um, the Dursley's yeah. house. Now that the house mm -hmm. is a skeleton um, of a house. Like you walk in, um, you can look upstairs, but you can already see like scaffolding. So like upstairs mm -hmm. doesn't really exist. Um, mm -hmm. You walk through and there's one room uh, um, mm -hmm. of the movie set and it's the living room and they have the letters hanging up on wires and stuff. And so mm -hmm. you actually see in the, in the um, studio tour the, that mm -hmm. scene. Um, and then you literally walk in the backyard and that, that was the entire, the entire mm -hmm. set. Um, but it is really cool that they chose um to, to have the dursley's house there and their neighbor's house but that they set up the scene um for yeah. those scenes specifically of the letters yeah. in the living like room. when you think about because it is so iconic place. yeah mm -hmm. you've mm -hmm. got them drop jobby dropping the cake on someone's head like there's so many scenes that take place in the living room so let me ask you guys a logistical question and, and maybe it was in the chapter but how, how are these letters arriving the owls you know, in the chapter, they never actually mention it. In That's, the movie, yeah. you see the in owls, Vernon yeah. mentions the right. owls, but you never... Yeah. So, let me ask, are the owls are spitting out these letters down the chimney at that pace? Um, I, I bet there's some magic behind it that Dumbledore yeah. had placed into the letter, and it's like one of those like multiplying spells or something, you know, like a single one, and once That's it goes cool. down. Yeah. Even, even given the presence of magic, I would uh, find it hard to believe that the owls put the letters into the eggs, uh, the yeah. ones that fit up in the eggs. So there's got to be some kind of like wizard uh, yeah. dimension here. Yeah. Yeah. I think the bigger question is why so many letters? Are we saying McGonagall sat down and wrote 75 letters to Harry when he's not responding? <laughs> From a practical standpoint, if I write a letter, I might write one or two follow ups. But I think when you got magic, you can just seven. you can just duplicate them all. Yeah, yeah, I think that Jacob and Elizabeth hit the nail on the head that there's some sort yeah. of like duplicating spell. Yeah, and I and bet there is a spell too of like because I feel like that we've read of one like of if you don't open it. Oh, like the howler. That's what I was thinking. Like, remember, like Neville never opened up the howler, and um, it finally like exploded like in his like room or something. 
Um, so I wonder if that's the same, like with your Hogwarts letter, like if you, <laughs> they have the same magic. Like if you don't open it, they keep knowing. So they're going to keep sending it to you. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to say there's some sort of magical copy and paste function. Uh, <laughs> 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 but, but what is control the, uh, v, control <laughs> v. <laughs> yeah. what, what is the, uh, the theory that just through the law of aggregate that if we just send a ton of letters, he's bound to be able to get one of them. Yeah. Well, and I, I was going to say, why didn't they just send Haggard after the second letter? Yeah. I think, you know, we all know Dumbledore is a very, very, very smart man who very clearly mm -hmm. likes to have fun with something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I could see him just, you know, enjoying watching Vernon spiral out of control because he knows very, very well, you know, what's kind of been mm -hmm. going on with Harry. And he, I'm sure knows or at least assumes that Harry doesn't really know that much about mm -hmm. the wizarding world. So I'm sure he's enjoying watching Vernon just crumble yeah. pieces. Yeah, and to be fair to our listeners um, and viewers, um, we've probably um, stayed on this point a little too long. So uh, okay. we'll, we'll turn it back to Elizabeth to keep us going. Yep. Okay, so tons of letters are coming through the mail at this point, And he is basically saying we're leaving. You have five minutes, pack a bag, we're out of here. So they start driving, and this is much longer extended versus the movie. Um, so it was kind of fun to read that. Um, they're saying, you know, they're not stopping to eat and drink all day. They keep driving through the night. Dudley is obviously complaining because he loves his television shows. He loves to eat. Um, it talks about the description of some of the food just to, you know, show how miserable it is. One of them says <clears throat> they eat stale cornflakes and corn tinned tomatoes on toast. So it doesn't sound too appetizing. And lo and behold, when they get, <coughs> excuse me, when they get to the hotel, they have a letter there. <laughs> I'm like joking. <coughs> this they is a real emotional there. part. <laughs> yeah, real emotional. Um, they have a letter there um, with the specific room from the hotel for um, Harry. So he is just losing it. Uncle Vernon is at this point, And he says, you know what? We're going to go out onto this like very tiny island of a shack and that's where they're going to go and they're not going to find us. And as this is simultaneously happening, Harry realizes that the following day will be his birthday and he's going to be 11 years old and this is a really big deal. And so um, as they get on into the shack and they're settling down as comfortable as possible, Harry looks down on his watch and he's counting down. And right when he counts down to um, one, they hear this loud boom and the chapter ends. <laughs> that's good. I did. I, I wanted to ask you guys, so, so obviously Vernon is reacting very, you know, heavily to, um, you know, Harry getting all these letters, the mail's addressed to him, but we only get like a sentence or two of panic or uh, disruption from Petunia. And I think that's mm -hmm. really kind of curious because I can only imagine what Petunia's reaction is to seeing Harry get his Hogwarts letter since we find out later in the series she was so jealous of her sister receiving a letter and not her and her, mm -hmm. you know, viewing magic and Hogwarts um, with such animosity that, uh, you know, it, 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 I'm a little curious that the, the chapter just focused so much on Vernon's reaction and not Petunia given that, you know, eventually we learn of Petunia's um, you know, situation where she didn't receive a letter. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's a good, oh, go ahead. No, I, no, you go ahead. go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that JK Rowling was really smart in the sense of that she knew 
what she wanted to disclose information wise. And I think that, you know, the, the book starts with us following Uncle Vernon. Um, and it's kind of like his show for a little bit. And it kind of like shows like he's kind of in charge. He's the person who like enforces um, punishment and whatnot. And so I think it was only um, the right way to, you know, use him as the main person who's very frantic. And she's kind of just like, I don't know. She, yeah, sure. she doesn't really talk very much. So sure. I, don't know. I, I just think it could have been a cool spot for just the, the slightest of Easter eggs. Um, yeah. Uh, a, a little bit of an opportunity in the next chapter to mm-hmm. kind of yep. express some feelings about her sister and things like that. So mm-hmm. she yep. gets a little bit of a snippet. Very yeah. true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Does anyone else have any thoughts on this chapter before we talk about yeah. our character of the week? Quick question. Yeah. Gary is so excited for his 11th birthday, and it is such a big deal. Is <coughs> there some sort of cultural significance to the 11th birthday in England that I don't know about? Like, he's like, 11 is like a big deal, but he doesn't know that's when he's getting his letter. I feel like to anyone now, 11 is a big deal because you're like, oh, my Hogwarts letter. Like, mm-hmm. what's the sig- is there a significance to 11, or is he just pumped that it's his birthday? I think wow, because 11 he has. Is a big number. He has so very little that it's a day that he can kind of celebrate himself. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you look like you want to add to that. I think the way it's phrased in the book is he just kind of says, you know, hey, like you don't turn 11 every day. So I think it's less like, oh, this is a, like something he's been waiting for and more of like, a, oh, like it's a, it's a pretty cool thing. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. like a huge event or anything. That's fair. Yeah. Any, mm-hmm. uh, any last comments on the plot before we wrap up? Nope. All right, excellent. So, um, Elizabeth, let's start with you. Who is your favorite character of the chapter? Um, my favorite character was Uncle Vernon. I've now picked him like twice <laughs> in three chapters. <laughs> um, but I just love the character that you saw come from him, and I um, love to see him panic. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Hannah, who is your favorite character of the chapter? My favorite is Dumbledore. I know he's not actually officially in the chapter, but I love just the clever little things he does with the letters, like putting them in the eggs and addressing the letter to exactly where Harry is every single time. And just the ways that he is being so mischievous and kind of playing around with Vernon. And I just thought that was really fun. Mm -hmm. That is. Yeah. Uh, Jake, who's your favorite character? Uh, So we talked about, Uncle Vernon unraveling a lot, but uh, there's another character that unravels a decent bit in this chapter, I feel like, and that's Dudley. Uh, I, I also had a good time watching him uh, go crazy, like not being able to watch his shows and stuff. You know, we've, <laughs> we've talked a lot about how spoiled he is, and it really comes forth in this chapter where we see him without that stuff, and he just has no idea how to handle it. So I just thought that was a really mm-hmm. funny uh, turn of events for his character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Steven, how about you? I got to go with Uncle Vernon. I I love the classic line, you know, no post on Sundays. I I love the wheel spinning and him problem solving, driving to the forest, getting out, getting back in the car, driving mm-hmm. opposite directions, saying that he's got to shake people off. Uh, I just, you know, he kind of has the, you know, kind of inept quality. It's just kind of funny, but he keeps trying. You know, in his eyes, he's protecting his family. He's getting harassed by the magical world. It's just kind of funny to see him react. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And mine, I kind of have two. Um, one of them is Hagrid. And to, to Hannah's point, Hagrid's not even mentioned. But the end of the chapter ends with boom. 
Um, and we know, spoiler, chapter four, Hagrid's at the door and Hagrid's there to save Harry and change Harry's life. Um, and, but, but the one, the ones who are kind of mentioned, um, tangentially are the owls who keep delivering these letters, uh, from Professor McGonagall before their sheer persistence to get to Harry. Um, you know, they deserve some credit. So I want to share some love with the owls who are delivering all these letters. So can I bring up something to your point about Hagrid real quick. Yeah. Something that always stands out to me as a little funny when, when I'm reading this is, you know, Harry, uh, can see Dudley's watch as he's sitting there at the end of the chapter. He's got the little countdown going on, but he's like counting down by minutes. And it's like mm-hmm. at three minutes, he hears Haggard get out of the boat. At two minutes, he hears Haggard walking up to the house. At one minute, mm-hmm. he hears him like, it's, it's something like that. And it just takes this absurd amount of time. It's like, this probably should have been done in like groups of five <laughs> seconds or something. Or like, it took four minutes to like walk up to the door or something. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. All yeah, right. Good point. Let's go around real quick with our key takeaway from the chapter. So, Hannah, what, what's yours? Hmm. I would say my key takeaway um, is just, like, the, the persistence of the magical world. You know, like, in the face of, like, getting to Harry and getting him his letter, like, the owls and Dumbledore and Hagrid, like, the magical world is something that just continues to persevere no matter what challenges it faces, large like Voldemort, small like this, um, but just getting to see like our first kind of taste of that, you know, what like the, mm-hmm. the lengths that they're, the wizards are willing to go to um, to accomplish what they want, so. Sure, mm-hmm. yeah. Steven, what about your, you, your key takeaway? Uh, my takeaway, I think, is kind of about J.K. Rowling and how she, why she portrays the Dursleys the way they do as being spoiled and kind of mean. And I think just kind of what that does for the reader is it kind of makes us relatable to Harry you know anybody that experiences being treated mean or you know life kind of stinking for a while wants an escape or wants to dream or wants to think of something magical happening being rescued and then what we find out in the next chapter is his escape is an actual world of magic so I just think that's Mm -hmm. kind of a way to draw us into this world before we actually get to see the magic happen oh Mm -hmm. good point good point yeah Jacob what about you uh so mine's pretty similar to uh to Hannah's you know the the world of wizardry is always going to find a way to uh, to make things happen. But I think in this chapter, we really see that it always kind of works out in a humorous way, at least a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they're persistent, but like they could have just kept sending like one letter or something. But it's always going to mm-hmm. uh, take place in a way that's like absurd and outlandish. And uh, I think that's just a really good introduction to the the world of wizardry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah. And how they address the letters to each individual uh, spot where they're at is, is, uh, is great. So mm-hmm. Elizabeth, your key takeaway. Um, mine's going to be just um, a little bit more character development. I love seeing that um, because it's hard to capture that sometimes in a movie. And I love that's what a book can do. So, you know, just like I mentioned earlier, like the simple lines of how spoiled Dudley can be and the sassiness that Harry can have and how Uncle Vernon actually acts, you know, um, you're like kind of seeing that develop quickly, but in a fun, um, upbeat tone. So I don't know. I enjoyed seeing that. Very good. And, uh, my key takeaway is that through all of this, uh, you know, chapters um, two and three, where we really learn what the Dursleys are like and how his uncle is treating them, and and he's stuck with his cousin who's so spoiled that 
we, we do, like to Stephen's point, we do get the background of Harry and where he comes from. But my key takeaway is that throughout all of this, Harry still remains so kind and gentle and, and witty. And I think it would be very easy, easy for a 10-year-old to, to come out of this different than Harry, how Harry does. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my key takeaway is that, you know, this is his background, um, but he, he comes out of it, you know, so well. So um, does anyone, anyone have anything else to wrap up the chapter? Mm-mm. All okay. right. Very good. Well, I will uh, remind viewers and uh, listeners to please subscribe to our channel on YouTube, Disney Co. in the know, and uh, visit us on the web at www.forosmvacations.com. Join in on the discussion in our Facebook group, Disney Co. in the know, and like and follow the vacation company on Facebook at 407 and Beyond Vacation Company. So guys, until next time, until chapter four, um, stay mm-hmm. safe, uh, stay quarantined, and we'll see you later. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye.